This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today at the Daily Planet, a switchboard operator gives Clark Kent a message which sends him leaping into action as Superman. While you were out, Mr. Kent, from Paris. From Paris? Yeah, she sent for me to tell you something terrible has happened. What? Yeah, she said she's in, uh, let's see now. Oh, yeah, 13 Rue St. Germain. 13 Rue St. Germain? That's right, you had a contact today. She sounded awfully upset. I've never heard her like that before. Okay, okay, I- I'll take care of it. Thanks very much. I'm afraid this is a job for Superman. <clears throat> Better get over there fast. There we are. All set. Now, up. Up and away! Say, gang, have you ever heard of the romance of philately? Yes, P-H-I-L-A-T-E-L-Y, philately. Now, for those of you who are not yet philatelists, that's a fancy word that simply means stamp collecting. It comes from two Greek words meaning fond of not having to pay tax. Isn't that something? Of course, that fits most people. But it's used for stamp collectors because stamps are a form of tax. There's exciting romance and adventure in philately that comes from the many stories connected with this hobby. Yes, there are yarns of great men, of wars and bloodshed, of man's struggle for freedom, all tied up in the stories of stamps. One simple story is about a man who asked his postmaster for a sheet of 24-cent airmail stamps. Well, after buying them, he noticed that the picture of the airplane on the center of the stamp was upside down. Well, the issue was withdrawn, and the lucky man who discovered the error sold his stamps for $15,000. Now they're worth at least $40,000. That's right, $40,000 for one sheet of stamps that originally cost only a few dollars. Now, to show you how each stamp has a story behind it, let's take a new stamp the United States has just recently issued. It's in memory of William Allen White, a famous newspaper man whose ideas and ideals were typical of the American way of life. 
and whose newspaper waged war against corruption. For that, he is honored by a stamp bearing his likeness. So you see, there really is romance in philately if you just look for it. And I suggest you do. And now, the adventures of Superman. When Lois Lane's sister Diana telephoned from Paris, France, and said she was in great danger and flew to Paris. But when she arrived at the little rooming house where Diana, a professional dancer, was staying, she found the furniture overturned and evidence of a... And Diana was mysteriously missing. Lois called the police and then put through a transatlantic phone call for Clark Kent in Metropolis, who, resuming his true identity of Superman, rocketed across the ocean to Paris. And now, once more, in his guise of the mild-mannered, bespectacled reporter, Kent knocks at Diana's door. Hello, Lois. Why, Clark. Surprised? Wait, it, it can't be you. Oh, of course it is. May I come in? But... I spoke to the Daily Planet only a few minutes ago. You couldn't have come all the way here from Metropolis in a few minutes. You just couldn't. Oh, uh, well, you see, Lois, you left Metropolis yesterday, you know. Oh, I know. And, and you left word you were flying to Paris. So, oh, you mean uh, you got on another plane yesterday and followed me here? Well, uh, what difference does it make how I got here? I'm here. Now, please tell me what's going on. Oh, Clark, I'm terribly worried. Why? What's... Great Scott, what happened to this place? Yes, this is just the way I found it, Clark. The furniture overturned and... And Diana gone. Gone? Where? I don't know where, but I'm sure something terrible must have now, happened wait to her. wait a minute. You don't she know... She told it. me she was in great danger. And when she I did? Got when? Yesterday morning when she phoned me. She said strange things were happening that she didn't understand, and she was in danger. She, she begged me to come to Paris, but when I arrived a little while ago, she... You both and Diana gone? Yes. Oh, Clark, what will I do? Well, now, wait. The first thing to do is pull yourself together. Let's well, see. Wait a minute. There are two men in the next room. Who are they? One is Captain Dulot from the police department, and the other is Jean Le Concierge, the superintendent of the house. Oh, I see. Mademoiselle Lane, I wish to ask you, uh, who is this man? Oh, this is Clark Kent, Captain. He's a reporter on the Metropolis Daily Planet, too. Ah, a pleasure, monsieur. Look, well, Captain, have you found out anything about my sister? No. I have not yet found out what happened to her, Mademoiselle. Oh, dear. But the concierge here tells me that your sister had a visitor this evening. Oh, oui, oui. A young man. A young man with whom your sister quarreled. Very bitterly. Really? Well, what? It is a good thing my other tenants were not at home. Or I would have had complaints. What did they quarrel about, do you know? No, monsieur. I do not know. They spoke so swiftly and in English, and I was downstairs. Oh. But the young man was in a great rage. That I can tell you. Good heavens, why do did you know you who do this that? man was? No, monsieur. I have never seen him before. What did he look like? I saw him for a moment only, mon capitaine. It was when he arrived. Tall. Handsome, that is all I remember. Well, was he dark or light? Let me think. His hair was the color of ripe wheat, that, and that was wavy. Ah, tall, handsome, light, wavy hair, and he spoke English, you say? Oui, monsieur. Like an American, he spoke. Uh-huh. Well, that description mean anything to you, Lois? No. Wait a minute. What? Yes. Yes, it does, Clark. It sounds like Raymond. Oh, mademoiselle. Raymond. I, I forget his last name. He's Diana's dancing partner. They call themselves Diana and Raymond. Oh, I see. I only met him once, and I can't say I like him very much. He seemed, well, sort of moody and sullen. Oh? But I'm sure he wouldn't hurt Diana. After all, they were partners. And besides, I think he was in love with her. Ah, a lover's quack. No, no, no. Diana wasn't in love with him. Say, there must be billboard pictures of them or newspaper photographs. Oh, of course. Look, Captain Dulac, huh? If Jean here saw a photograph of Raymond, maybe he could identify him as the young man. An excellent idea, Monsieur Kent. We will all proceed to a newspaper office at once. Allons. 
Le matin of last Sunday. There, look. Voilà. A photograph of Diana and Raymond. Behold, Jean. Is this the man who called Mademoiselle Diana this evening? Oui, he is the woman, Captain. Ah, oh, we're getting someplace. But I tell you, Clark, I don't think Raymond had anything to do with, with whatever happened to Diana. You can't be sure, Lois. But look. Mademoiselle, you will please return to your sister's apartment with Jean. Monsieur Kent, you and I will proceed to look for a cure de Jean Don. Good. In a short time, I promise you we will locate this Monsieur Raymond. And undoubtedly, Mademoiselle Diana, too. Fine, Captain. Let's go. Well, Captain Dulac, what have you learned? I have learned, Monsieur Kent, that Raymond departed from his hotel but one hour ago with his luggage. Checked out, eh? Oui. Anyone know where he went? He took a taxi cab to the airport. The airport? Oui. He undoubtedly flees. Well, come on, then. Let's get down there and stop him. I am sorry, Captain Delac, but the plane bearing this Monsieur Raymond departed three quarters of an hour ago. You are certain? Oh, oui. It was a chartered plane which was awaiting him. A chartered plane? Oui, monsieur. Was he alone? No, monsieur. A young lady accompanied him, a very beautiful young lady. What? He says Monsieur Raymond was accompanied yes, by... Yes, a... I, I know what he said. Look, this young lady, can you describe her? Ah, oui. Lender, she was. Not too tall, dark hair. That could be Diana. Undoubtedly, it was Miss Lynn. So now, our case comes to an end, eh? What do you mean? It is as I said before. Mademoiselle Diana and Monsieur Raymond loved each other. They had a quarrel. But now they compose their defenseurs and fly away together. Ah... L'amour. Oh, no, no. You're wrong, Captain Dulac. First, Diana was not in love with Raymond. Second, she knew her sister Lois was on the way to Paris. But, monsieur... So she would not have left before Lois arrived. Not willingly, that is. But l'amour, monsieur, when one is caught by Cupid... Oh, nonsense. Diana told Lois she was in great danger. And the condition of her apartment bears her out. We. Oui, that is true, monsieur, but... If Diana did leave in that plane with Raymond, something is very wrong. And if it isn't Diana... Well, Raymond may know what happened to her. So I'm going after that plane. After the plane? How can you do that? Well, I have ways. Tell me, monsieur, do you know where Raymond's plane was bound? The clearance paper said for Madrid. Madrid? Okay, thanks. I'll see you later, Captain Dulac. But, but where do you go, monsieur? Monsieur, can listen to me. behind this hangar here. Raymond's plane left about an hour ago. If he is headed for Madrid, it won't take long for Superman to catch up with him. There we are. I'm all set. Up! Up! And away! Leaping up from the Paris airport, Superman takes a quick bearing from the stars and rockets away to the south in pursuit of Raymond's plane. And now, back to the adventures of Superman! While Superman was pursuing Raymond, Lois Lane, exhausted and worried, had fallen asleep in a chair in the missing Diana's sitting room. A slight noise at the door causes her to twitch restlessly, but she does not awaken. Nor does she stir when the door opens softly and then closes. Suddenly, a moment later, a closer sound, or perhaps a sixth sense, causes the girl reporter to open her eyes, and then she sits bolt upright, a scream choking in her throat. A man, his coat collar turned up, a mask covering his face, crouches but a foot away. In his hand, he holds a revolver, which he points at Lois. And as Lois opens her mouth to yell, the man speaks. Do not make a sound, mademoiselle, or you will die. Stifling the scream on her lips, the girl reporter sits as if frozen, watching the masked man approach. 
Who is this man? What is this strange mystery which caused Diana to summon her sister to Paris and then apparently resulted in the strange disappearance of the young dancer? Is she in the plane which Superman is even now pursuing? Fellows and girls, the mystery and the danger grow even deeper tomorrow. So be sure to listen. Be sure to tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, for Chapter 3 of The Secret of the Letter on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure Serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater. Something right here, aha! Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! Full of exclusive loot! On surprises delivered to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, while Superman is searching for Lois Lane's missing sister, Diana, the girl reporter, completely exhausted, has fallen asleep while seated in the living room of her sister's apartment. A slight noise at the door causes her to twitch restlessly, but she doesn't awaken, nor does she stir when the door opens softly and then closes. But suddenly, a moment later, a closer sound, or perhaps instinct, causes Lois to open her eyes. Then she bolts upright, a scream choking in her throat. For a man, his coat collar turned up and a mask covering his face crouches but a foot away, and in his hand he holds a revolver pointed at her heart. Before the girl reporter can gather herself to scream, the man speaks... Do not make a sound, mademoiselle, or you will die. Well, gang, our vacation won't last much longer, so I hope you're enjoying it to the fullest, for vacation times are good times. But unfortunately, they don't mean the same to all boys and girls, even here in the United States. I'm thinking particularly of thousands of children, sons and daughters of migrant farm workers who travel to different sections of the country to help harvest the crops. And since they are constantly on the move, 
They don't have much opportunity to join in community life and sports and fun. But there are some fine young people who are doing something about that situation. Yes, this summer, under the auspices of the Home Missions Council, some 200 college boys and girls are spending their own vacations in the encampments of migrant workers, organizing all kinds of activities for these thousands of boys and girls. But for the precious summer vacations which they are giving up, these 200 college students will be well rewarded in the satisfaction that comes only with the knowledge that you have been of help to your fellow man. Now, naturally, we can't all gain that same satisfaction that comes from helping these boys and girls, but we can do so by helping others. And you can do that by insisting on fair play for everybody in everything you do in every game you play. You can help others by practicing and speaking up for sportsmanship. Pick your playmates and your teammates on the basis of their own good qualities and not because of their religion or race or the amount of money their fathers may have in the bank. Just remember that every time you help somebody else, you're helping to build a better town and a better country and a better world for all of us to live in. And now, the adventures of Superman. When Lois Lane's sister Diana, a professional dancer, disappeared mysteriously from her apartment in Paris, Clark Kent, who unknown to all is Superman, streaked to Paris to aid Lois in the search for her sister. Learning that Diana had quarreled bitterly that night with Raymond, her dancing partner, and that Raymond had then left for Madrid in a chartered plane, Superman took to the air in pursuit. Meanwhile, in Diana's apartment, Lois awoke suddenly to find herself menaced by a masked man with a gun. And before she could overcome the temporary paralysis of shock to cry out for help, the man pointed his gun at her heart and said, Do not make a sound, mademoiselle, or you will die. Now, unaware of Lois's peril, Superman is streaking through the night skies in pursuit of Raymond's plane. Suddenly, as he rockets above the Pyrenees Mountains that are the border between France and Spain, he sights a two-motor transport plane. That's the plane I want. Down to it. Down! Flashing down to the speeding plane, Superman wrenches open the passenger's door and leaps inside. Except for the pilot and co-pilot who are in the cockpit behind a closed door, only two persons are in the plane. A tall, light-haired young man and a dark-haired young woman, each asleep in their seats on opposite sides of the aisle. After a glance at the girl, Superman taps the young man on the shoulder. Wake up, Raymond. Uh, what? Wake up. Uh, I want to talk to you. Hey, great snakes. Who are you? Superman. Superman? That's right. Well, where'd you come from? How'd you get I here? I came from Paris to see you. Are you really Superman or am I dreaming? You're not dreaming. I thought Diana Lane might be on this plane with you, but that girl across the aisle is not she. So you tell me. Where is Diana? Diana? Why, she's in Paris. Where in Paris? Why, in her apartment, I guess. No, she isn't. Now, look, what's this all about? Diana has disappeared. Disappeared? That's right. What do you know about it? I, I don't know anything. How could I? You called on her early this evening, didn't you? Why, yes. And you quarreled with her? You threatened her? Yes, I mean no. Don't lie, you were overheard. Well, if I did, it didn't mean anything. I was pretty sore. She Why were you me... angry with her? Because, well, she broke up our tour. We were a dance team, you know. Yes, I know. We started during the war, entertaining the troops. And this last year, we were going great guns. Got terrific notices wherever we played. Then we were booked all over the continent. I know all that. Get to the point, please. Well, we just finished a very successful engagement in Paris at the Café Can-Can. We were set with a swell booking in Madrid. When suddenly, out of a blue sky, Diana told me the tour was off. Did she say why? Only that she was going back home. I see. So you quarreled. Naturally. I hit the ceiling. We worked like dogs to get where we were, and now she was throwing it all away. Are you sure she gave no other reason for calling off the tour? Well, now 
that you mention it, I, I do recall her giving me some silly stuff about being in danger, but in I... danger? Personally? Yes, I didn't believe her, though. I thought... Just she... a moment. What sort of danger did she say she was in? From whom? Well, she said she didn't know, except it had something to do with that letter. What letter? Oh, some crazy letter she got hold of somehow. I don't know exactly. It was in French. Neither of us could read it, but Diana was curious. A few days later, she told me that when she tried to get somebody to translate it for her, she got into trouble. That's odd. Oh, it does sound goofy, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it certainly does. Frankly, I didn't believe her. Even when she told me she'd got a couple of threatening phone calls. Why didn't you believe her? Well, I I thought she was just making up a story as an excuse to break up our dance tour. Oh? Yeah, you see, she'd met an American millionaire in London who was crazy about her, so I thought she wanted to go back home and marry him. I see. So that's, that's why, why we quarreled. Mm-hmm. I told her she was letting me down and... Then I left. But I don't know a thing about her disappearance, so help me, I don't. Well, if that's true, why did you charter this plane and run away? I didn't run away. The act was booked to Madrid and a lot of other places. And I didn't want to lose the booking. So I hired Yvette. That's the girl sleeping across the aisle. I see. She's a good dancer and looks something like Diana. I'm hoping I can keep the act going with her. Well, look, about that letter you mentioned, it sounds pretty fishy, but I'd like to know more. Do you know where it is? Well, I... Suppose Diana has it. Wait, maybe it's still in the picture. Picture? What picture? Well, Diana always kept her money and valuables in a folding picture frame. You know, one of those double pictures that stand on a dresser. Uh huh. She had photographs of her sister Lois and herself in the frames, and there was a false back behind it. And she kept this letter in the false back. That's right. I remember her getting it to show me. Well, then it might still be in her apartment. All right, come on, Raymond. <laughs> Where? You and I are going back to Paris. If you're telling the truth. This letter might be lead to Diana. If not. Well, we can be in Paris in a few minutes. A and few we... minutes? We're almost in Madrid. That's right, but we're going back via Superman Express. Now, wake up Yvette and tell her you'll join her in Madrid later. If you've told me the truth. Hurry. Uh, oh. Hey, what a trip that was, Superman. Here's Diana's rooming house, Raymond. Come on inside. Okay. Now, we'll go right up to Diana's apartment. Lois should be there, and we can... Great Scott, what's this? Uh, Somebody's lying on the floor. Yes. It's old Jean, the concierge. She's unconscious. Yes, he was struck on the head. What in the world has happened here now? Kneeling by the elderly caretaker who lies unconscious in the hall, Superman is not yet aware of a further startling development which is in store for him. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Returning to the missing Diana's Paris apartment with Raymond, Diana's dancing partner, Superman discovered Jean, the elderly caretaker, unconscious in the front hall. And now he is trying to revive the old man. Great Scott, look at that lump on his head. Yeah, he was struck very hard, Mm, Superman. Certainly, what... Uh Uh-oh, he's starting to come to. Let me have that glass of water, Raymond. Here you are. Thanks. All right, now, drink some of this, old fellow. Easy, does it? Wonder what happened here. Yeah, we'll find out in a moment. Take it uh, easy. Uh-huh. There we are. Feeling a little better now, old timer? We... What? Uh... Oh. oh, where is he? Who? Easy now. Wait a minute. Don't try to get up yet. But my... now, now, just just take it easy. Mm. Now, what happened? Who struck you? Uh, a man. I do not know him. He wore a mask on his face. A burglar, eh? Yeah. Alas, I have forgotten. Wait. Simulation d'arm. La pauvre mademoiselle. What? What poor girl? Whom are you talking about, Jean? Oh, Mademoiselle Lane. Which one? Mademoiselle Diana's sister. Lois? What about her? La, 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 la
I see she isn't in Diana's apartment, but what happened the man, to him? The man in the mask. He carried her away. What? He carried Lois away? We, I tried to stop him, but he struck me on the head with a gun and then... Oof. Great snitch. Oh, no. First Diana disappears. Now Lois is gone. Say, what goes on here anyway? <laughs> First, Diana, and now her sister Lois Lane have disappeared from the little boarding house in Paris. What has happened to the dancer and the girl reporter? What is the mysterious letter of which Raymond told Superman? The letter which Diana had said placed her in great danger. Is it upstairs in Diana's apartment? And will it lead Superman to the other two missing sisters? We'll find out in tomorrow's exciting episode, so be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 4 of The Mystery of the Letter on... The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman adventure serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater. Tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, in a little apartment house in Paris, Superman receives alarming news from the elderly caretaker. Oh, the poor mademoiselle, the poor mademoiselle. What poor girl are you talking about? She of the American newspaper. You mean Lois Lane? Oui, that is the one. Well, what happened to her? Oh, it is dreadful, monsieur. A man wearing a mask over his face carried her away. Carried her away? Oui, and when I tried to stop him, he struck me on the head with his gun. What? Now, heaven only knows what has happened to the poor mademoiselle. Gang, have you ever watched as sailing skippers race their swift, sleek boats across the windy water? Well, take it from me, gang. There are mighty few things more thrilling or beautiful to watch than tall, white sails winging in front of a stiff breeze. Now, let me tell you a few things about sailing, which is a complicated and scientific art. For one thing, as you know, the only way a sailboat can move is if the wind pushes it. And should the sailboat, by some mistake, go directly into the wind, then it will be pushed backwards. Well, to avoid this, a smart skipper zigzags his boat back and forth until he can get it into a spot where the wind is on his side. Well, this zigzagging is called tacking, and it's a vital part of sailing. Now then, after the skipper and his crew have finished tacking one lap of the race, 
they have to make a very sharp turn to go off to another direction. This sharp turn is called coming about, and it's the most difficult part of the race because here's where you can lose your speed and the race. With precision timing, the crew, working together as a perfect team, must shift the big sails from one side to another while the skipper steers. Yes, gang, teamwork is the formula for winning all victories. That's how our nation won its great victory in 1776 when we gained our independence. That's how we won world leadership and greatness down through the years, by teamwork. Yes, real teamwork in which Americans of every race and religion work together to achieve victories that could never have been won by individuals. Don't ever forget that. Americans are the ones who did it. And now, the adventures of Superman! Arriving in Paris in response to an urgent summons from her sister Diana, who is a professional dancer, Lois Lane, reporter for the Metropolis Daily Planet, learned that her sister had mysteriously disappeared from her apartment. Later that same night, while Clark Kent, who unknown to all is Superman, was in pursuit of a young man named Raymond, who was Diana's dancing partner, Lois was accosted by a masked gunman. And when Superman returned with Raymond to the little boarding house where Diana had lived, he found Lois gone. And in the downstairs hall, Jean, the elderly caretaker, was unconscious from a blow on the head. Working swiftly, Superman revived the old man, who, on regaining consciousness, began wailing. Oh, the poor mamsel. Oh, the poor mamsel. Miss Lane, what happened to her? A man wearing a mask over his face. He carried Mademoiselle Lois Lane away. Carried her away? We, when I tried to stop him, he struck me on the head with a gun. What? Oh, Great snakes. First Diana disappears, and now Lois. What's going on moment, here? Just a Raymond, just a moment. Listen, Jean, how long ago did this happen? I do not know, Monsieur Superman. I've been unconscious. I know not how long. Oh, but you must have some idea what time it was when you saw the man take Miss Lane away. Let me think. I had been awakened just before. To admit Monsieur Marin, the tenant on the second floor... It was only a few minutes later when I heard the sound of the door and saw the masked man carrying Mademoiselle Lois. Yes, yes. What time did you admit, Monsieur Marin? Ah, that I remember. Good. The clock in the church tower was striking two. Two a.m. What time is it now, Raymond? Uh, five minutes past three. Oh, it got over an hour's start and I have no idea where to look for them. But why should anyone take Lois away? I don't know, unless... Unless what, Superman? Well, unless it has something to do with her sister Diana's well, disappearance. why should that... I don't know why. Wait, Raymond. That letter. Huh? That French letter Diana showed you, the one she said put her in danger. Oh, yeah. You said she kept it in a false back behind a picture frame. That's right. That letter I... might give us a clue to what has happened to the girls. Could be. Jean, you better telephone Captain Dulac of the police department right away. Tell him to come here as fast as he can. Hey, monsieur. But will... Superman... Come on, Raymond. You and I are going upstairs to Diana's apartment. And you'd better pray that letter is still there. <laughs> picture I mean, Superman. There's a false back in the frame. Yes, I see, but we're too late, Raymond. Well, what do you mean, too late? The letter is gone. Well, how do you know? Never mind, look for yourself. What? You're right, it is empty. Yes, either Diana took the letter with her, or somebody else did. But who else would? Whoever took Diana and Lois away. Oh, I was hoping the letter would give me the clue I need. Now we're right back where we started. Hey, wait, Superman. I don't think the letter was important. What? Well, it must be. Otherwise, why would Diana have said she was in great danger because of it? Well, I don't know how that's possible. She told me somebody handed it to her in a restaurant. You know who it was? 
A man whom Diana had never seen before. Oh. Now, you know nobody would give an important letter to a perfect stranger. Well, I'm not so sure. Odder things have happened. Look, Raymond, Diana showed you the letter. Have you any idea what it said? No, I, I told you it was in French, and neither of us can read French. Oh, yes, that's right. Well, was it written on a printed letterhead? Uh, no, no. Well, can you remember anything about it? Anything at all? To whom it was addressed, or the signature? No, or... I didn't pay any attention to it. Oh. As I told you, I thought Diana was just making up some story as an excuse to break up our dance tour. I was monsieur, curious. Monsieur, Yes, Jean. Captain Dulac, c'est impossible at once. Good. Also, monsieur... I have just had a conversation with Monsieur Marin. Oh? He is the tenant on the floor below. And he say he heard noise at the door tonight and look out from his window. Yes? He saw a man place a large burden in a car. And he think it might very well have been Mademoiselle Lane. Uh-oh. Then he saw the car drive off. All right, wait a minute. Did Marin notice what sort of car it was? We oui, a small Fiat, he say. A sedan. Good for you and Monsieur Marin, Jean. Look, Raymond, you wait here for Captain Dulac. I'll have a look for that car. Yes, but... And I suggest you don't try to get away again, Raymond. You're not out of the woods yet, you know. I'm perfectly innocent. Maybe. But I'm warning you, stay right here until I get back. Up with this window. I'll see you both later. Up, up, and away! Leaping from the window of the little boarding house, Superman streaks through the dark skies, his keen eyes searching below for the car in which Lois Lane was carried away. Meanwhile, in a dusty, closely shuttered room, dimly lit by two flickering candles, and furnished with a few pieces of faded plush furniture, Lois sits a prisoner. A wiry man wearing a greasy cap and a mask over his face holds her arm. A tall, broad-shouldered man, likewise masked, but with a large, leonine head of iron-gray hair, stands before them. Now listen to me, mademoiselle. You listen to me, whoever you are. What's the meaning of this outrage of, of bringing me here against my will? I'm an American citizen and I demand... I suggest you be quiet. Listen to me, mademoiselle. I will not be quiet. I demand to know why I'm brought here against my... Oh, stop it. You're, you're breaking my arm. You were ordered to be quiet. Do as you are told and you will not be armed. You brute. Believe me, mademoiselle, I regret this discourtesy to a lady. Oh, yes. But much is at stake. And it will, of a necessity, go much harder with you unless you tell me the truth. The truth about what? I don't know what you're talking A certain letter, about. a very important letter, fell accidentally into the end of your sister. What do you know of it? I don't know anything of it. I told this man that. Now, you better you're let You're certain me... you do not know where the letter is? I told you I never even heard of this letter. Now, what is this all about? Who are you? Monsieur? You searched mademoiselle's luggage. Eh? And I also searched every inch of Mademoiselle Diana's apartment once more, as you directed. I am certain that which you seek is not there. Will you please tell and me only one is... thing remains to be done. Bring Mademoiselle Diana here. Oui, monsieur. Diana? So. You mean Diana's here? Oui, she is. Oh. Come with me, Mademoiselle. Diana. Diana, darling, oh, are you all right? How did you get here? What happened to you? Silence, I said. Mademoiselle Diana. You are very fond of your sister, are you not? Of course I am. She and I are all that's left of our family. And you'd better let her go. You would not like to see her die, eh? Die? Oh, now, listen, you're... Unless you tell me where is the letter, Mademoiselle Diana. I will... But I told you, I I, I lost... I do not believe you, Mademoiselle. It's true. I think you hid it. Or gave it to someone. No, I didn't, honestly. I I tell you, I'm going to... Diana, what is this letter he's talking about? Tell me, Mademoiselle Diana... Unless you tell me at once what I wish to know, you will see your sister die. Oh, no. And then you will die, too. Now, I give you just 
One minute to decide the fate of your sister and yourself. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. A mysterious masked man who holds both Lois Lane and her sister Diana prisoners has given Diana just one minute to reveal the whereabouts of a certain letter. If she refuses, the masked man threatens both she and Lois will die. Now in the dusty candlelit room, the masked gray-haired man has motioned Jock, his henchman, aside, permitting Lois and Diana to speak together in low tones. What is this letter he's talking about, Diana? What? I can't tell you now, Lois. Well, do you know where it is? Yes. Well, but... then tell him, honey, for heaven's sake, tell him. But I, I, I can't, Lois. I can't. Well, why not, Diana? He said he'd finish us both if you didn't, and I think he means oh, it. So do I. But he'll finish us if I do tell him, too. Oh, no. Yes. I... You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, while Superman searches for them, Lois Lane and her sister Diana are the prisoners of a mysterious masked man who has given them just 60 seconds to make a fateful decision. Oh, Lois, what'll I do? If I tell him where the letter is, he'll get rid of us as soon as he gets there. But if you don't tell him, he'll finish us right now. I know. What'll I do? I don't know, Diana. It looks as if either way we're done for. Finished. <laughs> Gang, ever hear of a boat called the Titanic? Well, it was once very famous, and every school kid knew that the Titanic was the biggest, fastest passenger liner in the world. So big that she carried more than 2,000 persons on her maiden voyage across the Atlantic 36 years ago. But she never completed that first voyage. For at 2 a.m. one morning, the Titanic's lookout frantically shouted, Floating object dead ahead. Then there was a crash, and in a matter of minutes, the world's biggest liner sank to the bottom. Over a thousand lives were lost in that sinking. Do you know what sank the Titanic? An iceberg, that's right. She'd struck a huge floating mountain of ice, and it crushed her like a toy boat in the bathtub. Now, you wouldn't think an iceberg could be so dangerous. But they are because the biggest part of them isn't visible. Actually, four-fifths of an iceberg floats beneath the surface. Well, gang, that demonstrates that hidden dangers are often the trickiest, most deceptive kind, because we can't see their true size and shape. For instance, in our ordinary daily lives, racial and religious prejudice may not always appear on the surface. As you know... Troublemakers who spread bigotry like to work in a sneaky, underhanded way. That's why they're like icebergs. Under the surface, they can build up an ugly mass of ill will between one group and another group. That, like an iceberg, can cause a serious catastrophe. So we've got to be lookouts, all of us, like sailors in a crow's nest of a ship. 
We've got to keep a watch for those telltale signs of danger ahead. And when we see them, sing out a warning. And now, the adventures of Superman. Because of a certain secret letter which fell into her hands in France, Diana Lane, a dancer, and her sister Lois, the Daily Planet girl reporter, are the prisoners of a mysterious masked man in Paris. Then, while Superman and the police searched for the two sisters, their masked captor gave Diana just 60 seconds in which to tell him where the letter was. If she refused, he threatened, both she and Lois would die. Now, as the masked, gray-haired man waits across the dusty, candlelit room, with the man he calls Jacques, leans against the door, watch in hand, Diana confers anxiously with her sister. Suddenly, he looks up. The time is up, mademoiselle. Oh, dear. What'll I do, Lois? I don't know, Diana. I'm afraid she'd better... What is your decision, Mademoiselle Diana? I... I told you I lost the letter. I don't know... And I told you I do not believe you, Mademoiselle. But you must... It's true. It's absolutely... You will please convince them that I am serious... No. Oui, monsieur. I will convince Diana, you. Diana, tell them where the letter is. Go on, please. That is sound advice. But, Lois, look, there's nothing else to do, darling. Go on now. Tell them. All right. I... I hid it in a magazine. Huh? Where is this magazine? On the shelf of a broom closet across the hall from my apartment. Huh? Oh, Lois, it's all right, darling. Jack, go at once. See if she speaks the truth. Oui, monsieur. Oh, a moment. Gendarme may be there. Have great care. Oui, monsieur. Have no fear. Au revoir. Now, mademoiselle, you will both wait in the next room until Jacques returns. In here. And then what? That, mes amis, you will discover later. Have you found even a trace of them yet, Captain? I assure you, Monsieur Kent, everything possible is being done by the police to find Mademoiselle Lois and Diana Lane. Oh, I realize that, Captain Dulac. You are anxious, I understand, but we shall find them eventually. Have no fear. We've got to find them now before it's too late. Yeah. It isn't too late already. What about Diana's apartment? Did your laboratory men discover anything of interest there? Only a few fingerprints, which, however, match none in the police file. Oh. Our only clue is that she was taken away in a Fiat automobile. Well, so what? There are thousands of Fiats in Paris. And I have I... assigned two excellent detectives to trail Monsieur Raymond, the dancing partner of Mademoiselle Diana. Oh, no, And I am no. hopeful that will lead to something. Forget it. It won't lead to anything. I think it may. It is my theory that Raymond was in love with Mademoiselle Diana became infuriated when she announced she was breaking up their, uh, how you say, uh, uh, dance act. I tell oh. you, you're barking up the wrong tree, Captain. I'm convinced that that mysterious letter Diana had is responsible for their disappearance. And I, monsieur, believe the letter to be only a fiction invented by Raymond as an alibi. Well, if that were true, why would Diana's apartment be searched thoroughly by whoever took her away and searched again when Lois was taken away? Now, that means somebody was looking for something, and I think it was a letter. Uh, oh, maman, monsieur. Yes, certainly. Captain Henri Dulac speaking. Oui, Eh? When was this? We, oui. we. Oui. I come at once. Au revoir. What's happened now, Captain? Something else has occurred at the pension for which your friends disappeared, Monsieur Kent. Something else? What do you mean? I will explain our own. We must hurry. Allons. Tell Monsieur Kent and me what happened, Corporal Lambon. Oui, maman, can't keep I was here in the front row, garden, as you directed. Suddenly, I heard screams from above. 
I got upstairs to the other floor and found this bomb, the uh, chambermaid, screaming with her mouth open. Stupid. How else could she scream? You, madam, who are you? Your teacher's name, Monsieur Capitaine. I am employed by the concierge to clean the halls and attend to the upper floor. Bien, bien. Tell us what occurred. I went to a broom closet for a month. When I opened the door, an immense stood there. A man? Oui. I was frightened. One does not expect to open the broom closet and then see a man. Oh. I screamed and he seized me by the throat. Then what? Le gendarme below heard me scream. Yes. He started up the stairs. Then I released me right to the window in the hall. Then I back and snatched up a letter with the drop. Then I, we must hear. Then he ran to the window and he slid to the garden on the rope. A burglar, no doubt. Oh, no, he was no burglar, Captain Dulac. He must have come here for that letter I had, and apparently he got it. But, Monsieur, can wait. You jumped to the conclusion. Maybe, but I think I'm right, Captain. And if we can find that man, we may find Lois and Diana. Look, Lucy, can you tell me what this man looked like? No, no, I cannot. I was too frightened to observe. I had a look at him in the garden for a moment, Monsieur. Yes, Corporal. And... He was thin but wiry, uh, like uh, a terrier dog. Yes. You uh, wore a black and white jacket, a cap, and uh, a blue handkerchief at his throat. Good. I may be able to pick up his trail if I leave right uh, now. Wait, Monsieur Kent. I will put out an alarm for you. Oh, go ahead, but I'm going after that man in my way. See you later, Captain. Hurrying from the boarding house, Clark Kent steps into an airway and swiftly resumes his true identity of Superman. Then, up, up, and away! <laughs> A man of steel rockets up into the sky to search for the man he believes can lead him to Lois Lane and Diana. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Locked in the small, dusty cubicle of a room in the house of the mysterious masked man, Lois Lane and her sister Diana have succeeded in prying open the shutters of the single grimy window. But after raising the creaking, warped window an inch at a time, they lean out then catch their breaths in dismay. For five stories below them is the ancient courtyard, a rubble of broken stone and tall weeds. And beyond the courtyard is the river. Uh-oh. I'm afraid there's no getting out this way, Diana. Oh, dear. What do we do, Lois? Jacques will be back any minute now, and you know that'll be the end for us. Yes, I know. This seems to be the last of a row of old townhouses. Oh, built one against the other. I think they're all deserted, though. I can't see a soul anywhere around. Let me see. Yes, I think the other houses in the row are deserted. But if we could get over to... Well, how can we do that, Diana? There's no window ledge or anything. Lois, look. At what, honey? That race out. It's just a few feet away. I could climb down that and... Oh, that's out. It's broken off below the next floor. It was out anyhow. How could we get to it? Wait a minute. It runs up to the roof. I could shimmy up. Then run across the... Oh, house. stop raving, Diana. How do you expect to get to the rain? That's out. It's at least six feet away. It won't be easy. But, but I can hang from your hand. Swing from side to side till I have enough momentum to swing. Oh, you're mad, honey. You'd fall and be killed. No, no, no I wouldn't. I'm an acrobatic dancer, you know. And I've done much harder than that. I think we hold each other's wrists. Like the... Oh, no, don't be silly, Diana. I wouldn't hear of such a thing. Look at that. Just, he came back. He must have the letter, and that means he and the masked man will be in here. Lois, quickly, help me reach that rain spot. I'll get help. But, Diana, it's, it's, it's too dangerous. We'd rather just wait here for those men to shoot us. Well, no, men in my pocket. We'd like it on the window. Diana, do, do be careful, please. Don't, don't worry about me. Lock your fingers around my wrist. Oh, all right, I got you. And I'll grip your wrist. I like this. Yes. Hang on now. Oh, dear. I'll start swinging. Just hang on and play with me. Okay. Now, when I say let go, let go at once. Right? All right, Diana. Are you all right? Yes. Get ready now. 
And what is... Well, it's Chuck! Come, come here! The man! He's, he's let go, Lawrence! Let go! The masked man and shock his henchmen rush into the small room. Lois, at the command of her sister, releases her wrists and watches helplessly as Diana flies past the window toward the rain spell passing through the outside wall. What will happen to Diana take this spectacular risk to save her sister Lois's life and her own? As Superman set out on Jock's trail is as yet nowhere at hand. Well, for, for plenty of thrills, action, and then excitement, be sure to hear Monday sensational episode, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 6 of The Mystery of the Letter on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure Serial, soon to be shown at your local movie theater. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, while Superman searches in Paris for Lois and Diana Lane, a mysterious masked man and his henchmen make ominous plans for the two sisters. You found the letter, Jacques? Oui, monsieur, here it is. Ah, bien. You've done well. 
Now I have no more to fear. But what of Les Femmes, Mademoiselle Lois and Diana Lane? If they should go to the police... They will have the opportunity to go to the police. What shall we do, monsieur? Come, Jacques. We must eliminate them at once. Say, gang, did you know that we're all peculiar? Now, that may sound like a pretty strange thing to say, but if you think about it for a moment, you'll see my point. For instance, imagine looking around you and seeing everyone exactly the same. Same features, same clothes, same height. If you said something to one of them, he'd make the same reply that any of them would make. Each one of them would be doing the same thing. If that were so, my hunch says you'd be bored pretty quickly, because, after all, variety is the spice of life. There wouldn't be much point in talking to people if each one answered the same thing every time. If you knew what everyone thought and liked and could count on what their reply would be whenever you asked a question... For example, you may like baseball. Your pal may prefer swimming. Now, that doesn't mean that one or the other of you was wrong, does it? But the funny thing is that a lot of people don't seem to realize others can be different. They think that for someone to be normal, he must like the same things they like. Why, in one school I know of, the boys on the football team would hardly even speak to those who got good marks but were not particularly interested in athletics. And the boys on the school newspaper ignored the ones on the wrestling team. As a result, the whole school was split up into a lot of little groups, each one disliking the others. Now, if these boys had realized that it takes all sorts of people to make up the world, and that not everyone is interested in exactly the same things, each one would have had many more friends and consequently more fun. Yes, everyone is different in some way. Thank heaven. It's up to you to recognize the advantages in those differences and learn to get along with all sorts of people. And now, the adventures of... Superman! In Paris, both Lois Lane, girl reporter for the Metropolis Daily Planet, and her sister Diana, a dancer, were held prisoners by a mysterious masked man who forced Diana to tell him where she had hidden a certain letter which had come into her possession. Aware that the masked man planned to eliminate them as soon as he had the letter, Diana attempted a daring escape from the old house in which they were held in order to summon aid. Clinging to Lois's hands, Diana let herself out of a fifth-floor window and, swinging from side to side to gain momentum, flashed through the air to a ring spout attached to a building several feet away. But at that moment, the masked man and shock, his henchman, rushed into the room. What goes on here? Oh, uh, nothing. Where is Mademoiselle Diana? Why, why... Look, monsieur. The window, it is open. Sacre The little fool leaped to her death. Nom de nom. Yes, she was foolish, Did you but... not see her below in the courtyard? Where is she? Beyond, monsieur. She climbed the ranch pole. Uh-oh. Where? See, up above. She's almost at the roof. They see you, Diana. Hurry. Give me a revolver, Jacques. No, please don't. Hurry, Diana. Diana. No, I will... Ah, sacre She's reached the roof. He's out of sight. Oh, thank heaven. Come, Jacques. After her. Up to the roof. <laughs> I do not see Mademoiselle Diana, monsieur. Ah, mais non. Not to act. She must have proceeded to the roof of the next building. Come, Jacques. Oui. You brought my rifle? Oui, monsieur. I will finish her at once. Then we will take care of her sister, Lois. Wait. She is not on this roof either. What can she be? I do not know. She would not have leaped to the next roof. It is too far. Ah, there she is, monsieur. Where? There below. See, she run along the rocks above the river. Oh, oui, I see her. She must have slid down the gun spot in the back of this old house. See, she'll chatter and shoot. Oui, monsieur. I will take a full aim and then... Ah, nom de nom, you missed her. But I will not miss this time. No more, monsieur. If anyone hear our gun... Bet! You spoiled my aim. Oh, but, monsieur, I only... There thought... is nobody to hear us. 
These old houses have been condemned and empty for years. Oh, fire, man. bitch, fire! She must not get away. Kneeling on the roof of the ancient house, the masked man and shot four rifle and revolver fire at Diana Lane, who runs, leaping from rock to rock above the river, stumbling, picking herself up and running onward as the deadly leaden pellets strike all about her. Meanwhile, pursuing Jacques' trail from the boarding house, Superman has dropped down from the sky to a street intersection, where he questions a fruit vendor. Did you see a thin, wiry man run past here a short while ago? The man, monsieur? Yes, he wore a black and white jacket and a blue handkerchief around his neck. We, we, I saw him. You did? Which way did he go? He ran that way. Thank you. Up, up, and away! Tell me, madam, did you see a man run by here a short while ago? A man, monsieur? Yes, he wore a black and white jacket and a blue handkerchief around his neck. He was thin and wiry. Oui, oui, I saw him, monsieur. Good, which way did he go? He leaped on a bus. On a bus? Oui, the one that goes to la Rue du Bois, northward. Thank you. Up, up, and away! There's the end of the bus line and the river. Still no sign of my man, though. But if he came this way, he can't be too far off. I'll scour this whole neighborhood. Away! Ah, uh, what kind of a marksman are you, Jacques? You keep missing her. Mademoiselle Diana leaped from walk to walk like an antelope, monsieur. It is difficult to aim. She will be out of range any moment. Where is she? Behind that high rock. Will emerge any moment, and I will have a clear shot at her. Believe me, I will not miss this time. Ah, there she is, Monsieur. Ah, oui, I see her. Now, Mademoiselle Diana. Ah, you eat her, Monsieur. <laughs> oui, I think so. See, she fall into the river. Ah, bien. That is the end of her. Come now, Jacques. What do we do now? Our work here is almost completed, but we must act swiftly. Hello. Sign of my man. Not many houses around here. I wonder if he crossed the river. Away! Wait. Down there in the river. It looks like. Yes, it's a girl floating in the water. Down to her. Down! Now, let's see. Great Scott, it, it's Diana. Diana Lane. And she's been shot. <laughs> Shocked, Superman holds the limp, unconscious body of Diana Lane in his arms. Is she alive? And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Finding Diana Lane in the river and quickly determining that a bullet had only grazed her skull, stunning her, Superman carried the unconscious girl to the river bank where he applied artificial respiration. And now, a short time later, Diana opens her eyes. Take it easy, Diana. Oh, who are you? Superman. Superman? That's right. Oh, thank heaven. Now, tell me... The masked man. Where is he? Who? The masked man. I got away from him, but he's got Lois. Where, Diana? Where? In a house. An old house. Yes, but where is it? It's that way. No. No, it's that way. 
Oh, I can't remember. But you must. Which way did you come? I, I don't know. I was running along the rocks, and he and Jacques were shooting at me. I, I became confused. Well, you could only have come from the north or the south. What kind of a house was it? An old red townhouse. Yes? There were several like it right next to each other, walled in on the river. On the river. They're deserted. Wait a minute. I can see a row of old houses like that. Are you strong enough to come with me, Diana? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, poor Lois, you must find don't her. Don't you worry. You must. Now, we're going to fly, so don't be afraid. No, no, I won't. Just hurry, Superman. Hurry. Okay. Here we go. Up, up, and away! <laughs> Is this the house, Diana? Yes. Now, if only we aren't too late to save Lois. Well, don't just stand there, Superman. Go inside. It's no use, Diana. We're too late. Too late? Yes. What do you mean? The house is empty. No, it can't be. I left Lois here. Well, she's not here now. And neither is the masked man or anyone else. Heaven only knows now what happened to Lois and where she is. Helplessly, their hearts heavy. Superman and Diana Lane stand before the ancient fated townhouse, which is empty now of Lois Lane and her mysterious captors. What has happened to the girl reporter? What will Superman do now to find his friend and solve the secret of the strange plot which almost resulted in Diana losing her life? Diana tells Superman an amazing story in tomorrow's thrilling episode, and even more amazing things occur. So be sure to listen. Tune in. Same time, same station for Chapter 7 of The Mystery of the Letter on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater. Subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loop on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as 11 dollars per month, there's a box just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. It's 
Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men. And who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, streaking to an old mansion in Paris with Diana Lane, sister of the missing Lois Lane, Superman makes a startling discovery. Are you sure this is the house, Diana? Yes, yes, of course. Come on, Superman. Lois is in there. Let's... No, wait. Well, what for? I tell Lois you, I... isn't here now, Diana. What? And neither is the masked man. Good grief. Are you sure? I'm positive. The house is empty. Heaven only knows now where Lois is and what has happened to her. Will you walk into my parlor, said the spider to the fly? Doesn't that sound familiar to you, gang? It must, because I'm sure you've all heard that old rhyme. And at one time or another, you've probably all seen old man spider at work, too. But if you haven't... Watch him closely next time as he spins his delicate web, then stands waiting off to one side until some dumb insect buzzes along, climbs onto the web, and then smackles, gets caught in its fine strands, and old man spider fastens him tight. How come the bug is such sucker bait? Well, the web looks so pretty, you see, it looks so harmless, so he falls. But of course, that's its purpose, to attract victims. Now, gang, I guess you'll all agree with me when I say there are all kinds of webs, and they're not always woven by spiders either, at least not by spiders of the insect variety. No, sir. Why, you and I know that any number of foolish people let themselves get caught by what at first glance appears to be a most enticing notion. I mean the phony notion that they belong to a so-called superior race, or that their particular ancestry makes them better than the next fellow. But it's just a trap. Yes, as much of a trap as a spider's web, and catches them in the webs of prejudice woven by ignorant and malicious people who spread ill feeling. Bigots who are to the human world what spiders are to the insect world. And if we allow it, the webs of prejudice and bigotry can stretch over a lot of territory. What can happen then is a weakening of our social structure and a tearing down of what America stands for. Gang, don't let that happen here. And now, the adventures of Superman. Because of a certain letter which fell into her hands in Paris, Diana Lane, sister of Lois Lane, the girl reporter, was abducted by a mysterious masked man. And when Lois arrived in Paris, she too was taken prisoner by the same man. While Clark Kent, who as we know is Superman, searched for the two sisters, Diana made a daring escape from an old house on the river where she and Lois were being held. But the masked man fired at her as she ran along some rocks above the water, and grazed by a bullet, Diana fell into the river. Superman rescued the girl, but when he returned with her to the house of the masked man, he found it deserted. Grimly, he said to Diana, Heaven only knows where Lois is now, and what has happened to her. Now, after a vain attempt to pick up the trail of Lois and the masked man, Superman, disguised as reporter Clark Kent, has hurried to Paris Police Headquarters, where we join him now with Captain Dulac. Did your men find anything at the house on the river, Captain Dulac? Only four sets of fingerprints and four sets of footprints, Monsieur Kent. Oh? But they are useless. Useless? Why? Be because two sets belong to Mademoiselle Diana and her sister Lois. The other two? <laughs> Who knows? They don't match any in your files? That is correct. Uh-oh. Well, look, uh, who owns that house? Uh, one Monsieur Georges Carré. Georges Carré? Oui. Well, have you checked with him? We, oui, I have. Naturally, he knows nothing of what has occurred. 
Although the house remains in his estate, he says it was long ago condemned and deserted. Oh, but surely he knows... If the... only we had a good description of the masked man. Well, Miss Diana Lane saw oui, him. but all Mademoiselle Diana can tell us is that he has grey hair and speaks in a refined manner. Yeah, that's not much to go on. And the other one? Uh, the thin one called Jacques. Uh-huh. Well, the thin one called Jacques is as common in Paris as, how uh, you say, uh, a guy named Joe in your country. Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, look, Captain, was Diana able to tell you anything about the letter that's behind all this? Only that the masked man forced her to tell him she had hidden it in the broom closet of the pension. And Jacques retrieved it, as you suspected. Yes, I know that. Oui, but before she could tell us more, she collapsed from shock. Oh, the poor kid. But do not be disturbed. The doctor in our first aid quarters assures me that Mademoiselle Diana will soon be in a condition to be questioned further. I wait now for a call from him. Oh, good. Well, uh, now, I must apologize, Monsieur Kent, what? for rejecting your theory of the letter yesterday. Oh, you are a very clever young man. Oh, forget it, Captain. It was just a hunch. I am convinced now that the letter holds the key to this mystery of the masked man's identity and of the fate of Mademoiselle Lois Lane. So am I. If thou don't, my telephone rings. Captain Henri Dulac. Oui? Is she... Bien, merci. We come at once. Au revoir. Who is that, Captain? The doctor. He tells me that Mademoiselle Diana can now be questioned, Monsieur King. Oh, fine. Let's go see her. Oh, Clark, I'm so worried about Lois. I know, Diana. The masked man said he'd finish both of us as soon as he got that letter, and now he has got it and her, so... Now, now, take it easy, I... Diana. Take it easy. Just tell us all you know about the letter, and we may be able to find it. Oui, tell us everything, mademoiselle. But how can I when it was in French and I can't read French? Well, never mind. Just tell us everything that happened. I mean, how and when you got it and all the rest. Oui, some little thing may tell us what we wish to know. Well, all right. It was three... No, it was four nights ago. Uh-huh. Raymond and I had just finished our dance engagement at the Café Can-Can. Raymond is my dancing partner, you know. Yes. Go on, Diana. Well, we were booked for Madrid, but we had a day off before we had to leave, mm-hmm. so I set out to explore Paris. It was the first chance I'd had to do any sightseeing. You went alone, mademoiselle? Yes, Captain. When it got dark, I found myself in the outskirts of the city. I was hungry, so I went into a little cafe. Go on. Well, I was halfway through my dinner when I noticed a man at the next table. He he kept staring at me. Oh? And then he'd look at three rough-looking men at a table against the wall, and then he'd turn back and stare at me again. It it, it made me very nervous. Naturally. What did you do? Well, I I began to hurry to finish my dinner and get out Uh when the man suddenly got up and started toward me. Oh? And the three rough-looking men at the wall table got up, too. What did you do then? Well, the man who had been staring dropped his hat when he reached me. When he was picking it up, he tossed a folded piece of paper, a letterhead, into my lap, and he spoke very quickly and softly in French. What did he say? Well, I don't understand much French, and then only when it's spoken slowly. This man spoke so quickly, I didn't understand anything he said. I see. And then he went right out, followed by the three rough-looking men. You mean leaving the folded letter in your lap? Yes, that's right, Claude. Oh. This man, mademoiselle, what did he look like? Oh, like any average man, Captain. Now, how is that? Well, about 35 or 40, I'd say. Sandy hair, ordinary face, ordinary clothes. There, there wasn't anything, well, distinguishing about him. Mm, I see. What about the letter, Diana? Oh, yes. Well, at first I was going to throw it away because I thought he was trying to flirt with me. Uh-huh. But then I remembered he hadn't written it while I was there, so it must have been written before. And I... Well, I got very curious about what the letter said. Oh, of course. Did you not think to show it to some Frenchman and ask him to translate it for you, mademoiselle? Yes, that's exactly what I did think of, Captain. And? I didn't want to ask anyone in the cafe, though, because uh-huh. I didn't like their looks. So I waited until I got out and found a taxi. And then I showed the letter to the driver. <laughs> me to my hotel driver. I wonder if you'd mind translating this letter for me. You see, I can't read French. Of course, mademoiselle. Gladly. Give it to me. Oh, thank you so much. Here it is. Ah, oui. Uh, it begins. Monsieur, I have discovered that... What is this, mademoiselle? What? 
Why, it's a letter that a man... It is an outrage and a vile lie. That is what it is. You should be ashamed, mademoiselle. What? I don't understand a what you... of lies. Libelity is a disgrace to la belle France. I will not drive one who spreads such vicious lies as this. Oh, but look, Leave here, driver. Mademoiselle. Now, wait a minute, Leave driver. Once I say, I shall not be responsible for my actions. Driver, please. Leave, mademoiselle. Go. pushed me out of his cab. That is strange. Very strange. Strange is right, Captain. What happened then, Diana? Well, Clark, I waited till I got to my hotel, the Elysee, uh-huh. and then I showed it to the assistant manager, and the same thing happened. What? You mean he also... Yes. Yes, he flew into a terrible rage, just like the taxi driver did. What? And he ordered me to check out of his hotel at once. Sucker, no. Didn't he tell you what the letter said? No, Clark. I still don't know. Well, we must find out. That letter was the reason for the abduction of you and your sister. Yes, and when we know what it said, we should know the identity of the masked man and so be able to find Lois. But how can we find out, Clark? The masked man has the letter now. Well, that's simple, and... Diana. We'll get hold of the hotel manager or the taxi driver and have them tell us what it said. Right, Captain Dulac? Oui, monsieur. Mademoiselle, you will remain here and rest. Monsieur Kent, you and I will go to the Elysee Hotel and interview the assistant manager at once. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Just as Clark Kent and Captain Dulac are about to leave Diana and interview her hotel manager, the phone rings. Dulac answers it. Captain Henri Dulac speaking. Oui. Eh? Qu'est-ce qu'il say? Oui. Oui. Sacre bleu. What happened, Captain? Continue, s'il vous plaît. Oui. Oui, je comprends. Oui. Au revoir. Well, Captain? You look so serious, Captain Dulac. Is it, is it bad news about Lois? One moment, mademoiselle. Tell me, this taxi driver to whom you showed the letter, did he have red hair and wear glasses? Why, yes. How did you know? Why do you ask, Captain? The assistant hotel manager to whom you showed the letter, was he large and, are you say, plump? Uh, was his name Monsieur Toussaint? Yes. Why? Ah, that is bad. Very bad. What's very bad? What happened, Captain? The taxi driver and the hotel manager on whom we counted to tell us what was in the letter. Yes, what about them? They have just been found in a small wood outside Paris, Monsieur Kent. They were shot. Shot? Oh, no. We. They are both dead. So, what shall we do now? Dismayed, Clark Kent and Diana Lane stare at Captain Dulac, who shakes his head sadly and repeats... What shall we do now? Tomorrow's exciting episode may give us the answer, fellows and girls, so be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 8 of The Mystery of the Letter on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure Serial, soon to be shown at your local movie theater. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman!
Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, with Lois Lane still missing, Clark Kent and Diana Lane hear of a startling new development from Henri Dulac, the French police captain. Ah, Monsieur Kent, you know of the taxi driver and the hotel manager? Those on whom we counted the leaders to Mademoiselle Lois Lane? Yes, of course. What about them, Captain? They have just been found in a woods. They were shot. Shot? Oh, no. We. Oui. They are both dead. So now, how shall we find la pauvre Mademoiselle Lois Lane? <laughs> Gang, have you ever wondered if you have a double? I mean someone who looks exactly like you. You know, that happens quite often. Well, there's a story about doubles I'd like to tell you. A number of years ago, a man who looked just like the late Babe Ruth showed up in a smaller city. He walked like the great Bambino, he talked like him. And he even said that he was Babe Ruth. Well, naturally, the people in this city were very flattered to have him as a guest. And wherever he appeared, crowds gathered. Youngsters and grown-ups came and asked him to autograph their baseballs and bats and autograph books. For two weeks, this man acted like a big shot. He ran up big bills and bought everything in sight. Well, finally, someone read in the papers that the real Babe Ruth was a couple of thousand miles away. And this person was exposed as a cheat. Now, wasn't that a stupid thing to do? Of course it was. But some people are always looking for ways to make themselves more important than the next guy. And there's one kind in particular that you ought to watch out for. I'm talking about those who use prejudice. That is, the notion that they're better than anyone else just because they belong to a certain race or religion to give themselves a false sense of importance. That, of course, is just as stupid as masquerading. Because none of us is automatically better than anyone else because of our race or our religion. So, gang, the next time you hear someone trying to puff himself up by running down other people, just tell him he's not a big shot at all. Tell him he's just being stupid and the only guy he's fooling is himself. And now, the adventures of Superman. A mysterious French letter which was given to her by an unknown man in Paris led to the abduction in France's capital city of Diana Lane and her sister Lois, Daily Planet girl reporter, by a masked man. Diana managed to escape, but when she and Clark Kent, who unknown to all is Superman, returned to the house of the masked man, they found both Lois and her captor gone. Certain that the key to the mystery was in the French letter, which was now in the hands of the masked man, Kent and police captain Dulac were setting out to question a taxi driver and an hotel manager to whom Diana had shown the letter in an effort to have it translated. But just then, Dulac received a phone call. When he replaced the instrument and turned to face Kent and Diana, his face was full of dismay. What's the matter, Captain Dulac? Yes, what's happened? Uh, it is very bad, Monsieur Kent. What's very bad? The taxi driver and the hotel manager have just been found dead in a woods. They were shot. What? Oh, no. We. Oui. Now we shall never know what was in the letter. And without that information, how can we find the masked man and the Mamzelle Lois Lane? Oh, dear, this is terrible. Those men Poor must have Lois. been shot by the masked man I... to prevent them from revealing what was in the letter. Of course. But now we are, um, how you say, uh, of the tree, eh? Maybe not. I'm afraid so, monsieur. Because only the taxi driver and the hotel manager knew what the letter said since Mademoiselle Diana showed it to nobody else. Is it not so, Mademoiselle? Yes, that's right. That is nobody except for Raymond, my dancing partner, but he can't read French either. Ah, so you see... Oh, wait, wait, Captain, wait a minute. Diana, I want you to think hard about that letter. Mm -hmm. 
Maybe there's something you can recall about it that, that Captain Dulac will be no. able to... No, I've told you, Clark, it was in French. I couldn't read yes, it. Yes, I know, I know. But th- there may be something else about it that'll, well, give us a lead. Uh, can you recall any words, any, well, names, perhaps? Names? Yes. Let me see. It seems to me there were some names. There were? Can you remember them, Mademoiselle? No, I... I think there was a... a George something. George but... what? Oh, I can't remember, Clark. But Clara. you had the letter in front of you. How can you not remember? I told you I couldn't understand it, All Captain. right, now, wait a minute. And I didn't know then how important it was going to be, so I certainly didn't study. Please, 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 take it easy now, both of you. We've got to stay calm. Uh, Diana, let's try this from another angle. All right. When you showed this letter to the taxi driver and, and then to the hotel manager and asked them to translate it, they might have said something about it that you haven't told us. No, they didn't, Clark. They just flew into a rage. You'd think I'd insulted their mothers. But they, they must have said something. No, they just shouted about lies and, and insults to great men in La Belle France. Great men? Did they mention any names? No, they were too busy calling me names. For spreading lies, they said. Oh, well... We get nowhere, Monsieur Kent. I shall return uh, to... Oh, wait, please. Now. J- just a minute, Captain. Diana, our only chance to find Lois is through that letter. I know, Clark, but what can I do? I'm going crazy with worry. I, I want you to try one thing more. For Lois. Anything, Clark. I'll do anything to find Lois. Okay. I want you to picture that letter in your mind. Shut everything else out and just concentrate on that letter. All right, Clark. Now, is there anything about it that seems to stand out? Anything at all? No. Uh, we waste time, please, 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 Captain. Think hard, Diana. I am, but... Oh, wait a minute. The signature. Huh? What about what? the signature, Diana? It was a, a capital L. Only the single letter L? Yes, but... That is wait, no Captain, L. please. What else did you start to say, Diana? Well, there were some kind of little pen scratchings under the letter scratchings? L. Scratchings? Yes, I didn't pay any attention to them at the time, but now that I think back, it seems to me they formed a bird. A bird? Yes, a, a sort of a rough little drawing of a small bird. I, well. I'm not actually positive, but I think so. I'd imagine ah, that. Now we get some place. What? What do you mean, Captain? The bird. It is, I believe, a code signature for a secret government agent. Oh, well, then. We, we may be on the right track at last. Come, Monsieur Kent. You and I will proceed to the office of Colonel Charlot of the French Secret Service, where we may learn all about this letter. Alone. Then I was correct about the birth signature, Colonel Charlot. Oui, Capitaine Dulac. The bird below the single capital letter L was the code signature of Monsieur Rolf Laroux. A secret agent in my department. Ah, then it was he who gave the letter to Mademoiselle Diana Lane in the cafe that didn't It must have been. Uh, pardon me, Colonel. You mm-hmm. said the bird and letter L was the code signature of Monsieur Larue. Do you mean that it... Oui, Monsieur Kent. It is my belief that Rolf Larue is dead. Oh, eh? He was to report to me on a matter of the utmost importance at nine o'clock of the evening on which he gave the letter to Mademoiselle Diana Lane. It is my certain belief that something happened to him that evening. Perhaps at the hands of the three rough-looking men who Mademoiselle Diana observed following LaRue from the cafe. Oh? You think LaRue knew he was in danger from those men, so he slipped the letter to Diana? Undoubtedly, monsieur. Uh-huh. Oh, if only Mademoiselle Lane had been able to read French and could report to me the contents of LaRue's letter. Ah, well, but now there may be tragic consequences for France. Well, may I ask what this important matter was that LaRue was working on, Colonel? I'm sorry, monsieur. That I cannot reveal. Please, if you confide in me, I may be able to help you. I can be trusted to keep your secret. But, monsieur... Ask Captain Dulac here. Eh bien. Then you must promise to reveal what I say to no one, monsieur King. I promise, sir, on my word of honor. Eh bien. Then I will tell you this. We know that there is a spy among us. We know that he has already revealed highly important military and political secrets to an unfriendly power. Really? But I gather you don't know who this spy is. That is correct. 
We believe he is somehow connected, uh, perhaps as a secretary or servant, to, to one of high station in the affairs of the country. Since otherwise, he could not have access to this information. I see. For this reason, we of the police had to be most discreet in our investigations, since the spy might even be in our own department. Of course. So I assigned Rockleroux, my most trusted agent, to work on the matter alone. Four evenings ago at seven o'clock, he telephoned me. That was the night he disappeared. We, Larou spoke only a few words. I have all the information at last, he said. Ah, did he say who? No, Capitaine. We did not trust the telephone. I instructed him to come to me at once, but he said he believed he was being trailed by three rough-looking men, and he must lose them first. Somebody else knew LaRue was on the case. Apparently. Now, who was it? Why, the masked man, of course. He who did murder and abduction to secure the letter which revealed him. Yes, and he knows where Lois Lane is, too. Yes, we, but who is the masked man? I think I can tell you who he is, gentlemen. You can? Oh, Monsieur Kane. You two wait here for me. If all goes well, I'll be back in an hour with the masked man. And, if she's alive, with Lois Lane, too. Amazed, Colonel Charlo and Captain Dulac watch Clark Kent hurry from the office. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. In a private office not far from the one in which Clark Kent has just left Colonel Charlo and Captain Dulac, the telephone has just rung. The only occupant of the office, a rather stocky, gray-haired man, answers. Hello? Monsieur, c'est Jacques. Ah, oui? Edouard has just phoned me from the cottage, monsieur. Well, was he done? Not yet, monsieur. No, we're not. When Edouard observed Mademoiselle... That's no name. Pardon. When he observed the uh, person was a girl, he refused to to uh, do the deed. And I shall you... Listen to me, Jacques. Listen well. Monsieur. You will proceed there at once and attend to the matter yourself. You understand? Oui, monsieur. Every moment he is still with us is a great danger to me. You will go at once. At once, do you hear? Oui, monsieur. I proceed now. Au revoir. Replacing the telephone, the gray-haired man whom we last saw wearing a mask scowls at his wristwatch, calculating how long it will be before his order to eliminate Lois Lane will be carried out. Where is Lois, whom we know now is still alive? And where is Clark Kent, who promised, if all went as he expected, to have the masked man and Lois in his hands within the hour? We'll find out in tomorrow's thrilling action-packed episode, gang. So be sure to listen. Tune in same time, same station, for Chapter 9 of The Mystery of the Letter on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure Serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, 
And who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, while Superman follows a clue which he hopes will lead him to Lois Lane, the masked man makes his own plans for the girl reporter over the telephone. While Mademoiselle Lois Lane remains alive, I am in great danger, Jacques. Do you understand? Oui, monsieur, je comprends. So you will proceed at once then to the cottage. And as soon as your task is done, telephone me. Oui, you will hear from me shortly, monsieur. Au revoir. Gang, I've got a new kind of quiz for you today. I'm going to talk in different kinds of languages, and I want you to try and identify them. All the languages will be made up of English words, but you're to try and guess what kind of people or occupation uses them. Okay, ready? Here's the first one. He's real gone. He's it. He's gone and come back. Real crazy, man, crazy. Were you were you able to guess what kind of work the people do who talk that way? Now, here's the second one. Run him up four from the electro plates. Cut, trim, and make a French fold. How you doing, gang? Do you know who speaks that way? Now, here's the third and last. Take a fix on Polaris, mister, and walk your dividers across the chart. Well, there they are. And now for the answers. That first one, the real gone talk, that's the bebop jazz musician's lingo. The second one, about the electroplate, is the way they talk in a printer's trade. And the third, of course, would be a ship's captain or navigator talking. Now, the point is that all these languages are American. And in a larger sense, almost every kind of language is American. For we, as an... Why, I don't think there's a single country in the world, a single race or religion that's not represented here in the United States. But regardless of where we or our forefathers once came from, we are all now Americans. So remember, boys and girls, whether we speak with a drawl or an accent, whether we're jazz musicians or printers, the main thing is that in a more important sense, we all speak the same language, and that is the language of democracy. And now, the adventures of Superman! Cornered by assassins in a Paris cafe, a secret agent for the French government slipped a letter to Diana Lane, a dancer and sister of Lois Lane, the Daily Planet reporter. As a result, both Diana and Lois, who had come to Paris to join her sister, were abducted by a masked man. Diana managed to escape, but when she returned with Superman to the house where she and Lois had been held, the masked man and Lois were gone. Colonel Charlot, chief of the French Secret Service, told Clark Kent, who was really Superman, that the masked man was an unknown spy who was revealing important information to an unfriendly power. Kent then said, Wait here for me, Colonel Charlot. If all goes well, I'll know the identity of the masked mysterious man and perhaps where Lois Lane is inside of an hour. As we continue now, unaware that the masked man has just ordered a henchman to do away with Lois... Kent walks briskly into the office of Colonel Charlot, where the Secret Service Chief is with Captain Dulac of the Paris Police. Listen. Here you are, gentlemen. There are three names on this list. I'll tell you how I got them later. But one of them is the masked man. Really, monsieur? Let me see the list, monsieur Kane. Here you are, Colonel. Unfortunately, I don't know yet which one of the three is our man, but we have his fingerprints. So all we have to do is check the prints of each suspect. One moment, monsieur. You have written here the names of Georges Boulanger, under secretary in the military bureau. That's right. Monsieur Georges Egual, an assistant in the Bureau for Air Production. Right, Colonel. Both men are named Georges. And you remember Diana Lane said a man with the first name of Georges was mentioned in your agent's letter. Oui, that is so, but... Also, uh... both are gray-haired, well-educated men, which is the way Diana described the masked man. And finally, both are in a position to obtain top military and political secrets. But, Monsieur King... You said, Colonel, that the spy, the masked man, was undoubtedly a man in a high government position, did you not? Oui, that is true, oh, but... Uh... What is the third name, Colonel? Uh, let me see. 
Mais non. This is too ridiculous. I thought you'd say that, Colonel, Ooh. but I... Who is the man, Colonel? See, Captain Dulac. See the name he writes here. Monsieur Georges Carré, one of our greatest cabinet ministers. Oh, yes. Carré, a spy and a traitor? Oh, impossible. Now, now, just a minute. I know it sounds impossible, but... That is must... an insult, Monsieur Carré, is one of the greatest men in France. I know that, Colonel. This is a shock to me, too, but it does fit into the picture. How do you mean that, Monsieur Kent? Well, if you remember, when Diana asked a taxi driver and a hotel manager to translate the letter for her, they flew into a rage and told her she was spreading lies about a great man. All right, Georges Carré is a great man. But he's not a traitor. We, I will now, myself vouch for him with my life. Gentlemen, you forget that you're both police officials who cannot permit sentiment and emotion to run away with you. But, Monsieur, it is more than that. This reflects... Wait a minute, on... wait, please. Apart from the other evidence, Lois Lane and her sister were imprisoned in a house belonging to Carré. But Carré knew nothing of that. The house has long been condemned and deserted. Oui, that is true. Monsieur Kent, it is ridiculous to suspect Monsieur uh, One Carré. moment, Captain Dulac. Monsieur Kent is correct. Eh? We permit sentiment to cloud our minds. But, Colonel, surely you cannot believe that, that Georges Carré is a spy and a traitor. No, I do not believe it. But he's under suspicion... Will be given the opportunity together with Boulanger and Agual to clear himself. Security not only of Mademoiselle Lois Lane, but of France itself, is at stake. Now you're talking, Colonel. Come on, let's get going, because every minute we waste may place Miss Lane in greater danger. You have specimens of the masked man's fingerprints, have you not, Captain Gillette? I have. That is, I suspect there is. I found them in the house on the river, together with the fingerprints of the man Jacques and the two young ladies. Eh bien, we will proceed first to the office of uh, Monsieur Boulanger. Asking to permit us to take his fingerprints, then we will proceed to Monsieur Aguil and finally to Monsieur Carré. Well, now look, Colonel, why don't we go to Carré first? Mais non, Monsieur. Perhaps it will not be necessary. We proceed first to Boulanger and Aguil. Allons. As the two French officials and Clark Kent hurry from Colonel Charlot's office to fingerprint the three suspects, Jacques, who has been ordered by the mysterious masked man to eliminate Lois Lane, is speeding in a car to carry out his mission. But just beyond the city limits of Paris, the motorcycle policeman roars up beside the speeding car and motions shot to a stop. You proceed to a fire, perhaps, monsieur? Here I am, mon ami de gendarme. Here are my papers. You will observe that I am the chauffeur for a famous man in the government. I do not care by whom you are employed. You have exceeded the speed limit and endangered the lives of the children coming from the school, so... Oh, will... but I am in a great hurry. I am an important mission for my employer. Now I must go. And you will be dealt with severely if you interfere with me. So, you threaten me, a gendarme, monsieur? A fig to you and all your gendarme. I told you my employer is a great government official. Should I report you to him, you will be dealt with severely. I do not care if your master is le president himself. You flout the law and you insult the gendarmerie. For this, you will follow me and speak your peace to the judge. <laughs> The fuming, impatient Jacques in his car follows the irate motorcycle policeman to a local station. Clark Kent, Captain Dulac, and Colonel Charlot return to the latter's office, where they are comparing the fingerprints of Georges Boulanger and Georges Egual with the prints of the mysterious masked man. It is clear that the fingerprints of Monsieur Boulanger and Monsieur Egual do not match those found by you in the house of the masked man, Captain Dulac. We, oui. that is so, Colonel. And it's just as I thought, gentlemen. Much as I regret to say it, Georges Carré is the man we want. He must be the masked man. No, no, it cannot be, Monsieur Possible. I'm sure of it. And what's more, I'll prove it. Come on, let's go right over to his office and get his fingerprints. But, but wait, Monsieur. It is no simple matter to, to subject a great man, a great patriot, to such an indignity. Because we must proceed Now look, utmost... gentlemen, look. I intend to find Lois Lane, come what may. And heaven help the masked man, whoever he is, if I'm too late. You stay here if you want to, but I'm... Walking... Walking... 
We shall both accompany you, Monsieur Kent. As you say, the spy must be found and unmasked, whoever he is. So let us proceed at once to the office of Monsieur Carré. Accompanied by Colonel Charlot and Captain Dulac, Clark Kent hurries to Georges Carré's office, certain that Carré is the masked man. Is Kent right? And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Believing that Georges Carré, a cabinet minister, is the mysterious masked man who is responsible for the disappearance of Lois Lane, Clark Kent has sped to the official's office with Colonel Charlot and Captain Dulac. Now, after a brief, low-voiced conversation with Carré's secretary, Colonel Charlot joins Kent and Dulac. Monsieur Carré's secretary informs me that the minister was called away a few minutes before we arrived, Monsieur Kent. Called away? To where? I do not know. But he left word he would return shortly. Well, let us sit ourselves and await his return. Uh, eh bien. Well, I suppose that's all we can do, Colonel, but I don't like it. Because the more I think of it, the more sure I am that Carré is the masked man. And every moment we wait means danger for Lois Lane. Uh, perhaps. But we can do nothing now but wait. And hope. Dreadful and impatient, Kent waits with Colonel Charlot and Captain Dulac in Georges Carré's outer office. While at that moment, a handsome car with Kent's quarry himself at the wheel and a smiling shock beside him pulls away from a local police station outside the city limits and moves southward away from Paris. Ah, monsieur, are we go with that motorcycle policeman when you appear at me released by the stupid gendarme? <laughs> I warned him you were a famous official. You are a fool, Jacques. If you'd been arrested in Paris, you might have been recognized as the one the police seek. Servant of the masked man. Oh, but Monsieur Carré. Carrie... Still, stupid one. I should have known better than to trust the inferiors with so important a mission. I am sorry, Monsieur. I will make no further mistake in this matter. You will have no opportunity to do so. I myself will see that the Mademoiselle Lois Lane is put out of the way. Oh, no, Monsieur. We. Oui, this I shall do within the next half hour. Then no one will ever know that the masked man and Georges Carré are one and the same. <laughs> Well, it looks as if Clark Kent is right when he says that George Carré is the masked man, the traitor who betrays his country, and who at this moment is on his way to eliminate Lois Lane. There are thrills and excitement at tomorrow's suspenseful episode, fellows and girls, so be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 10 of The Mystery of the Letter on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure Serial, soon to be shown at your local movie theater. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!